On this week's episode of Polk and Kush, it's Falcons Hate Week. Get ready to gear up by listening to us complain about things. You're going to love it right here on Polk and Kush. Welcome everyone to Polk and Kush. It is Thursday, September 8th, 2022. We are through Labor Day and we are officially on game week. Does that fire you up? It, I'm fired up. Fired up? I'm fired up. It's rivalry week. Yeah, that's what it is. Falcons hate week. Yeah, rivalry week. D- is there a thing where people like think about the Falcons all week because they hate them so much? I think so. You know, there's a lot of 28 and 3 stuff going around. Yeah. I guess there were some signs in the Superdome. Yeah, I did see about, that. About like escalators saying that. Yeah. And uh, you really hope that the people that read that and get upset by it don't remember countless <laughs> moments. <laughs> In New Orleans Saints history. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is nice to take, uh, you know, joy from their misery. I'm totally good with that. That's how sports works. It could be so easily turned. Oh, so. Uh, of course. Of and course. I, you know, I, I can't see. I can't see the miracle again. Yeah. I will lose it. I know. The, the miracle is the most direct <laughs> reflection of, like, here's the karma for you guys talking shit. And, and then the no call might have been even more so yeah. direct karma for, like, oh, you want to talk shit? Now, the difference with the no call being, like, the Saints didn't really screw up that they got fucked. Now, right. they did screw up previously, but the no call itself was you getting screwed over. Um, I guess what I'm saying is I don't revel in, in rivalry week. week. Yeah. That yeah. much. I do. Uh, the Falcons thing to me is something I don't really care about that much until like the game starts. Oh, yeah. And then I'm like, I hate this team so much. And I like die when they lose, which like last year that when the Saints came all the way back and they blew it uh, at home. And there's just something about them and their uniforms or whatever. Like, we just played them for so long. And it's just, uh, I don't think about it the whole week. I think in college, like big rivalry games, I'd get really jacked up for Tennessee games. I don't feel that at all uh, during the week. But certainly, like, kickoff on Sunday, I'm, like, locked in. I do care significantly more than any other game. Yeah. I mean, the whenever it starts, then I really get into it. But that's with every team. Then yeah. I'm like, I hate everyone from the city. Here's what's wrong with it. These uniforms are stupid. They're all ugly. You know, the Falcons uniforms, black and red. It looks like you're a manager at Hot Topic. Get out of here. Uh, any other uh, fun Labor Day weekend occurrences besides uh, uh, starting your hate week early? No, there was... Um, not really anything going on. There may have been a virus floating around the Polk and Kush studio Oof. because of HIPAA violations. Oh. I won't really. 
<laughs> we won't reveal uh, the character. We won't really get into any of that stuff. But uh, yes. no, it was very low key. I did a show Friday before virus time. How was that? Uh, it was good. It was at Dragon's Den. Uh, I got a big one coming up in Mandeville. Hey, now. But, you know, thanks to PC Culture, now it's Womandeville. <laughs> That's just a taste of the jokes you're going to be able to hear at the yeah. hideaway. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> September 16th, I'm opening for Billy Wayne Davis. Come on out to Mandeville. It's at the hideaway. Uh, tickets are online, of course. Sure. You don't have to say that anymore. People know that. There's tickets. You could probably show up at the bar and ask them if they have tickets. That's also true, too. So you, they're offline and they're online. I'm just saying you can go to the bar and ask for tickets. I'm not saying they have them. <laughs> I don't know if they'll be open, but you could do that. So come on out. Pork. Don't have to show your vax card, nothing. You have to show that you're unvaccinated. <laughs> it's like one of those old subway cards. You just got to make sure that there's no stamps on it. Um, you can present your clean, unmarked vaccination card at the door. What night is that? That's Friday night? I think so. So if you're listening to this, it's probably tomorrow. I think you're listening to this Thursday when you're listening to it. I don't know that to be true, but I think this is when you're listening to it. I think the Polk and Kush fans can't wait for episodes to drop. <laughs> just the second we put it out. Uh, and by we, I mean you. Me. <laughs> it's a team effort. It is not. <laughs> you provide the listeners, and, uh, you know, without that, what are we? We're just two men. In a bedroom with a frilly curtain. <laughs> Overlooking the sunset. Yeah, upsetting oh. the New Orleans sports media. <laughs> yes. Now, you, you have a new sports gig, right? Uh, yeah. So you got uh, fired. I got from, fired, yeah. yeah, that's right. No, I got, uh, I, I have, uh, you know, my assignment has been shifted. Uh, so I will still be doing Pelican stuff. I'll be covering the Pelicans. Yeah. But in addition, I am also covering gambling, uh, something that I uh, obviously love and adore. I have, uh, I always say I have uh, four children, mm -hmm. which is my three real children and gambling. <laughs> <laughs> the, I love them all. Uh, up and down. <laughs> yeah, some more than others. <laughs> they, You know, I love them a lot at some points and a lot less at other points. Some provide. So, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, no, it is. I, I've always loved gambling. I think this will be an interesting thing to write about. I did write my first column for uh, the Times Picayune. So anyway, we'll see how that all goes. Uh, but gambling's great. Yeah. Uh, football's great. We're back in it. Uh, and not having to like you know be on top of the minute to minute of the Pelicans is probably going to be a benefit overall. Definitely, I'm excited for the gambling column. I saw that it was on there. I got hit with the subscribe. This is your ten thousandth article. Yeah, I was like, not today. <laughs> not today. Read review only. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But that's fun for you. Yeah. Maybe we can get some picks on the show. Yeah. You know, Oklahoma State for the over. That's right. I need it. Always. <laughs> I bet on so many games last week, and it was truly glorious to have college football back. But I now really... you can say it's for work. Of course. That's why I told Megan. I was like, I've been working my ass off this weekend. I bet on like nine <laughs> games. I was like, this is critical research. Then I asked my father, who's an accountant, whether or not I can write off my gambling losses. And he looked at me as if I was like, can I have $10 million? <laughs> 
<laughs> the answer to that question is no. No, you cannot write off your gambling losses because you're a gambling writer. Otherwise, all the degenerates would become gambling writers. That's true. Yeah. So that's not in the cards. So you, you have gotta, to get a license. Yeah. You got to uh, spend your own uh, your own money. You got to risk. You have to get one of those green visors, like the green transparent visors. Oh, yeah. You need like a shady tax guy, yeah. which is all of them in New Orleans, I think. <laughs> Just go to Jason Williams Law Firm and be like, look, I'm I'm a gambling man now. Where's that guy in West Wego who is too stupid to know how to do your taxes? <laughs> Can I find that guy? You didn't go to jail, so it seems like it's working out for everybody. Yeah, he's a sponsor of the show. <laughs> uh, you know. In, and then I also went to the, uh, the Green Wave game mm-hmm. on Saturday. I brought two kids under five years old to the Green Wave game. That was a, uh, a wonderful disaster. We had a, a great time. Uh, it was raining like crazy when we got there. Thankfully, it slackened up. It ended up being a nice night. Tulane won by about 100 points. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping to go back again this weekend. Uh, it really is, if you haven't spent any time at Yulman Stadium, it's a cool place to be. Yeah. Like, it is not big-time college football, okay? Like, we can all admit that. But it is kind of it is a really nice spot for Tulane. It's a wonderful way to spend an afternoon, an evening, uh, it's just a nice place to go as compared to like going to Tiger Stadium is a giant pain in the ass. Going yeah. to the Superdome is a giant pain in the ass. Uh, going to Tulane is just nice. The Cush Yelp reviews of stadiums and activities are always a place where your children can run wild. <laughs> are, you, are you likely to lose your children in this environment? And the answer, if uh, if it's no, it's usually a place that I like. They're not going to get swept away by the UMass crowd. No, right? exactly. That's the thing. So yeah. it's like if I were to take them to like Neyland Stadium, I might as well just put like start putting the mailbox <laughs> or the, the milk carton pictures already out on the streets. Yeah. You know, like there there's no way they're coming back. No. Uh, so thankfully, Tulane is a little bit easier, a little bit more manageable. Uh, and they got food. They got beer. They got. A nice environment. It's super cheap. Uh, it's great. Uh, Tulane's awesome uh, to, to do that for families. I wish more families would do it. I feel like I don't know what people are doing. I guess they just sit around and watch TV because uh, it's a great thing to do, and there's just not that many kids out there. It was a Saturday afternoon game. Six o'clock start. And it was rainy. It was crappy. Yeah. Come out. Join the Cush family. That's right. Your children can recreate uh, the hook. Yeah. <laughs> See, you know, the Lost Boys. Yeah, or any of the Lord of the Flies uh, scenes that. you can think of. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, it is, it is. Uh, like, do you ever go to Tulane football? I've never been. You see what I'm saying? And you lived, like, basically across the street. Well, I was. I had to stay home to protect my uh, goods <laughs> from being stolen. If somebody wasn't pointing a gun out of the window, the trash can would have been gone at least three times more than it already was. Yeah, I was thinking about the old Bud Light uh, Mango Studio just the other day. There have been few episodes recorded here at the new Michelob Ultra Organic Light Studio where I've had to walk you to the car with a gun. Yeah, that is true. Less, certainly less. Uh, but that's New Orleans for you, baby. Uh, that's Nola in a nutshell. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> And I, I I don't know what to say. I do wish more people would give Tulane a shot. It is it's very easy, and they it, it literally it's basically just a bar at a certain level. I'll I'll give them a shot. Give I'll come out shot. to the Cincinnati game. Well, they're probably not playing. Yeah, I don't, they play Memphis. 
Yeah. East Carolina. They got some good teams that come sure. play there. Sure. I'll come see. Is it the Memphis basketball team? That would be exciting. <laughs> From like 12 years yeah. ago? <laughs> if they show up, I'll definitely go. Um, yeah, so the biggest story, obviously, right now is the Saints season getting started. Uh, clearly, there is a lot of uh, split opinion. I feel like there's there's really no consensus on what this team is supposed to be, uh, except for locally. Locally, the consensus seems to be people think they're going to be good. Undefeated. Yeah. <laughs> uh, nationally, I've seen anywhere from people like Pete Prisco and Peter King calling them Super Bowl contenders and saying, you know, just an amazing roster. And then you've seen people who are like, you know, they might not win six games because they think Jameis Winston sucks. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know what that means. I don't know if any of it means anything, quite frankly. But it is weird. I feel like there's usually at least some level now that might be everybody might be wrong, but there's at least some consensus typically about what a team is supposed to be as they enter a season. Well, the uh the local consensus just on a base level was over eight and a half wins. I don't yes. think that's the craziest. I think Getting specific after that is is you know like yeah probably uh, wishful thinking for yeah the most part uh, since people have been discussing this or or before people really started discussing this yeah. uh, there was another player who has gotten in another scandal with the Saints and it is one that I think will absolutely affect. Yeah. That record. Yeah. So Marcus May was arrested. Uh, he's starting safety for the Saints. Big free agent pickup. Probably the, you know, I think the most expensive free agent pickup of the offseason uh, by the Saints. And he was arrested for allegedly pointing a gun at a group of high school girls. Is that what I read? Yeah. Uh, they group. call it the Polk Special. <laughs> he was driving like a maniac in Metairie. Yeah. Some girls break checked him and he showed him who was boss. Yeah. We all would have done that. That's illegal? I mean, he just showed it to him. I don't think he pointed it at him. Look, this is a man. We've talked about Tyron Matthew embodying New Orleans culture. We've talked about, you know, Jarvis Landry coming back and Jameis Winston and people really adapting to New Orleans. They didn't take it to the next level. This is a man who. I think embodies the city now. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. He's really, I don't know if he knew where the parish line was because there's no chance he would have gotten arrested if he had done this in Orleans Parish. No, he would have uh, gotten a raise probably. <laughs> he I mean, no chance that anyone would have responded to it. Maybe if you're new to New Orleans, you're a player on the Saints, you've been in a lot of cities and you don't know where you are, if you're going to commit a crime, make sure you're five to six miles from a Chick-fil-A. Yes, that's a good, I think that's, <laughs> that's a good strategy. If you are close to, I don't know, a Boost Mobile, uh-huh. maybe that's more of a crimeable area. <laughs> Look, this goofball. They're not going to get you. This goofball allegedly yeah. uh, goofed up. Yeah. He hasn't talked about it yet to defend himself. I think his lawyer basically came out. I love that everybody quotes the lawyer. and They're like, he vehemently denies that this happened. It's like, 
Yeah, it's his lawyer. Of course he's going to say that. I was going to say, whoops. <laughs> Sorry for pointing a gun, everybody. Whoopsie-daisy. Uh, you know, throw, th- lock me up. Uh, yeah. Well, now, the, you know, the defense could be like, you know how teenage girls strive. <laughs> Come on. Now, I don't think he hit anybody, right? There's no alleged that. No. no one actually got hurt. He just waved a gun, allegedly. Yeah, so, you know, a scare tactic. Yeah, it could have um, been fake. Didn't steal anything, right? No. Just kind of, yeah. Not great. Just our hearts. Yeah, well, sure. Uh, you know, those girls might be slightly traumatized, but, you know, everyone's got a little trauma if they've, uh, they're living here. Don't break check a Maserati. <laughs> it's not. We're, we're going to be the only podcast victim blaming Marcus Mays. <laughs> Alleged uh, of weapon brandishing. Uh, <laughs> shouldn't have been driving like that. Uh, yeah, dude, no, it's very we, stupid. Like all stories in New Orleans, we have to wait for the facts to come out, and we will cast no judgment <laughs> until then. Uh, I mean, just demonstrably stupid, uh, if it's remotely true uh, of what happened. We don't know what the suspension looks like. I don't really understand how the suspensions work anymore. Marshawn Lattimore had a similar incident, except with a stolen gun last year. Mm -hmm. I don't think he missed a game. Alvin Kamara beat the piss out of some guy in an elevator. He's not supposed to miss any time this year. Like, I used to think, like, so uh, taking, like, you know, an accidental steroid uh, is, like, 10 weeks and, you know, just doing something blatantly illegal that is bad for the community doesn't seem to matter unless it's a DUI. Yeah. That seems to be the only one that definitely knocks you into uh, suspension. Yeah, maybe like smoking a little marijuana. That yeah. could get you in some trouble. Yeah. I don't know. I'm glad Jackson Hayes wasn't with him. <laughs> yeah, he never got suspended for a game either. Well, he, you know, they should have suspended the LAPD from doing their job their nefarious activities yeah i mean obviously they that that was bad too that was bad on both parts that was what a horrible video um there's been too much i'm sure it's an all-over thing but it certainly seems like there's been quite a few incidents uh with new orleans athletes yeah i mean i guess the police i'm sure it's just universal and we just don't you know hear about like the punter on cleveland beating up somebody at a bar the equivalent of Devontae graham getting a dui on any other nba team we would not know about oh no i barely i didn't even remember it (laughs) maybe that's what happened with some of these it just floated away. Nobody yeah. remembered to prosecute. Sure. And I, I, I they again, had him on a fantasy team, you know? Maybe the prosecutor had Saints defense. That's true. <laughs> that's very possible. Uh, we'll see what happens to Marcus May. I, I mean, at this level, uh, I, I think anticipating what a suspension is going to look like or whatever is silly. Uh, I do think it's a little crazy that they dealt C.J. Gardner-Johnson kind of, and it turns out that it happened before so the news came out after Gardner Johnson uh, had been traded, but I think the incident actually occurred slightly before. Uh, very odd timing with all of it. Saints secondary depth suddenly looks in flux. Uh, Paulson Adebo also has a little bit of a, uh, I think it's a sore ankle. Mm. Um, so I took the over in this game. Yeah. Everybody's raving at the Saints defense, and obviously Marcus Mariota is the Falcons quarterback, and he sucks. Uh, so I think there's a lot of expectation that the game is just like the Saints, you know, just kind of grind them up defensively. But that's a lot of weird stuff happening on your defense uh, between the last game of the preseason and this. And I could see it being a little bit higher scoring than people are anticipating. 
What's the line? For the over, I think it was like 44. It wasn't much at all. Hmm. So it's a little... I get it. Look, like Marcus Mariota is bad. The Saints have to win this game as far as like if people are going to not lose their minds and overreact about what this team is. Because uh, you have to be... The Falcons are probably the worst team on the schedule. Mm-hmm. Like I think they are what they're over under in Vegas, like four and a half wins. Like They are bad. Uh, you need to go there in front of what I'm sure will be ten to 15,000 Saints fans and win. Uh, but I do think it's going to be a little bit tougher than the average bear thinks. Yeah, I mean, I have confidence. You know, the Saints have always stepped up against the Falcons, Cam Jordan in particular. Mm. It would be nice to get off on the right foot. And, if, you know, if Cam plays like he normally does against Atlanta, that's going to be a big boost for him and for the defense in general. But... Losing Marcus May is not a great way to start the season. Not having CJ, not a great way to start the season. Yeah. And especially when so many of these predictions have been based on, you know, kind of a Tampa before Brady model of this is a very talented receiving unit, very talented defense. The quarterback is the question mark. Sure. We'll see what happens. Yeah, Trevor Penning also got hurt, I think, within the last time that we talked. Yeah, he was beating up. A Saints player and hit his hand on the. Yeah, so he, yeah, he's out for a little bit. I still don't know if we know about. He's got his... turf toe. We covered it in. That's jokes. right. Yeah. yeah, and then Hurst and, and they're just kind of in a weird spot. Uh, I don't think they're bad. I don't think they'll have trouble. I just think this is like a. a they're very hard to read right now. I do think they've massively upgraded in so many positions, but at the same time, I need to see Jameis Winston. On show that he doesn't have a bum leg, that he's still got a live arm, that he's not going to do dumb as shit decisions. This is the season for him uh, in so many ways, and I think that explains more than anything just the opinions being all over the place because he can be all over the place. He's got incredibly high talent, but at the same time, it could really blow up in his face. Yeah. It could. <laughs> On that note, we will take a quick break. We've got a whole lot else to talk about. LSU, of course, was in town. And then we've got your local news and, of course, the worst of the week. We'll be back right here, Polk and Kush. Polk and Kush is brought to you by our sponsor, Crescent Canna, New Orleans' number one cannabis company. If you're like most people, including us, we had no idea that THC was legal in New Orleans. But it is. It is. Hooray. That's good for us. Hooray, THC. Crescent Canna makes legal THC gummies and delivers them right to your door in Louisiana. And get this, across the country. Ooh, baby. Without a prescription. I like it. No prescription. I've gotten the medical marijuana card before. Uh-huh. It's a clown show. Yes. You go see Dr. Kickflip at the Margaritaville <laughs> Hospital. He's like, what's wrong with you? You're like, I'm radical. He's like, all right. And then you get, you don't have to do that. They will mail it straight to your door with 12, uh, 12 milligrams of Delta 9 THC per gummy. Their can of moons THC gummies are the real deal. And we can attest to this because they sent over a coffin-sized box <laughs> of the Canamoon gummies. They're awesome. 
trust us. Uh, pop a gummy, half a gummy. You'll be feeling the vibes. Uh, truly, a, a uh, this is just the thing that we've been waiting for. You're forever. a big vibes guy. I live off vibes, and <laughs> I uh, I enjoy the idea that in its form of Crescent Canna is going to be a beautiful thing for th- listeners of this podcast. THC. 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 This is what we're... You know, I'm I'm glad that we've gotten to this point where you can, you know, you've had a long day. You, you've had a long day with your three kids. Yeah. With your crippling gambling addiction. Yeah. Me. It's work. <laughs> I've had a long day. <laughs> I've had a long day of watching movies on my phone. <laughs> And minimizing them quickly when people come into my office. That's right. And when I get home, I just wanna, I just wanna relax. Yes, and there's no better way to relax than a real deal THC experience. You didn't know it was legal, but now you can head to crescentcanna.com. That's crescent c a n n a dot com and use code Kush. That's right, Kush K U S H. For 30% off of your order, all Crescent Canna THC products are federally legal. Register with the Louisiana Department of Health. You must be 21 or older to purchase and consume THC products. Age verification at checkout. Feel the vibes with legal THC at CrescentCanna.com. They are a brand new sponsor, folks. I cannot implore you enough. Please go check them out. You will be feeling Better, you'll be happier, you'll be dreamier, and you will be better looking. People need people need to relax. People need to take a break. This stuff helps. I, uh, you know, the promo code Kush, 30% off. But no the promo code Polk, 20% off. <laughs> so you pick. <laughs> we keep getting Kush as the promo code well, for these things. for this one, it makes sense. Yeah, it does. Yeah, for this one, it makes sense. At, uh, the, at the show I did on Friday, they were like, what do you want to say about you? And I was like, just mention the podcast. And they were like, if you like getting high, you're going <laughs> to like smoking doobies with your next comedian on the Polk and Kush. I was like, all right, man, you don't have to. He was like, big fan, big fan of the show. Oh, yeah, I, I was like, it. are you? Yeah, really? Yeah. We've never once talked about that. <laughs> oh, God, but we do enjoy a THC product for certain. So please check out our new sponsor. We love them very much. Um, LSU. We usually don't talk much about the Tigers here, but no. that deserves some mention. The game not only was in New Orleans at the Superdome, uh, it was uh, a banana land, as I think the kids call it, right? That's what they call crazy things. You know, you're talking about vibes. You're talking about banana land. Yeah. It's like I'm talking at a fucking pop smoke concert. <laughs> and kids call it Fugazi, I think. Fugazi. <laughs> um, it was uh, really the most LSU game of all time. Uh, it made no sense. LSU looked terrible for a prolonged period of time and just when it looked like they had really lost it on a complete clown show, muff punt, they recover a fumble at the one yard line. Then they put together their best drive of the entire night going 99 yards. The guy clearly should have been, the game should have been over because they called the guy out of bounds even though he was in bounds. They reviewed it for 10 minutes. They finally get to run the play they score a touchdown everyone goes crazy i was at parasols outside people running outside in the street like throwing beer bottles like yeah my god can you believe it they didn't know there was a game on (laughs) and then like nine seconds later the extra point gets blocked and they lose uh it was just 
a crazy series of events. Yeah, I uh, I think I did what most people did. You know, I wagered money on the game. Sure. Watched, read the first part of the game on my phone. <laughs> got to about the start of the third quarter. and was like, all right, I'm going to continue on about my evening. <laughs> and then the texts start coming in. Are you watching this shit? And you lie. You go, yeah, I'm yeah. totally watching it. <laughs> of course. And you turn crazy. it on real quick to see what's going on. <laughs> and, you know, I watched the last stuff it was nuts man it was silly um you know doesn't bode well for the superdome (laughs) (laughs) that was some uh, i feel like we're gonna see a lot more goofy shit this year not just from lsu dude that for opening weekend and all kinds of crazy like the app state State, yeah unc scored 40 points and still lost because they missed a two-point conversion like you guys got 80 yards in like nine seconds i was like but you can't get two yards on a wide open pass uh but when are these teams gonna just start running the two-minute drill every time they have the ball i know why really can you do that always is that arena football yeah it works (laughs) the lsu like they couldn't have done that for the first 50 minutes of the game. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, maybe we should just do this. It's like, how hard is this in the two-minute drill to figure this part out? Um, yeah. LSU debacle uh, special teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brian Pullian, the special teams coach who does a lot of the recruiting, I think he spent a lot of time on recruiting because uh, they didn't block anyone on extra points. Like, coming up the middle, that is embarrassing. Like, that's fundamental crap. Like, that's bad. Uh, muffing two punts. Uh, I think, you know, they also had uh, a rough hit. They didn't kick the football out of bounds. They got like a personal foul. It was just a obscenely poor special teams performance. And they just looked like a sloppy overall. They just never quite looked like the LSU team that I think people were hoping for a buttoned up version of what Ed Orgeron had done. They were looking for a buttoned up version of that when Brian Kelly got here, who was a you know quote unquote true professional. I didn't see that at all from that team. But luckily, with a fan base like LSU, they are a long picture team. <laughs> they're looking at the long term. They're seeing what needs to be improved, and they're happy to see improvements each week. This isn't the team that got rid of a coach that permanently lost two games a year. Yeah. This isn't a team that got rid of a guy who went undefeated and then had a bad season. (laughs) This is a team that sticks with their man, especially a Yankee from a team that has never really played anyone. (laughs) I also enjoyed the total freak out by people when uh, advocate writer uh, Leah Van, uh, basically there was a quip. Uh, where Brian Kelly was like, oh, you're late to the press conference. I'm going to charge you $10. That's what we do, you know, when you're late for meetings and stuff. And she was like, well, maybe if you won, I would have been on time. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, people got And Brian Kelly, actually, for his credit, took it fine. That's hilarious. And people got big mad, like big, big mad at her. Like, you should be not only fired, your career should be over, like yelling at her, like what an uh, a objectionable journalist she is. It was like, <laughs> it's a joke. Like people take them. So Who is this? So this is uh, the advocates. Uh, it's a slash the advocates uh, LSU writer, Leah Van. Can we get her on? That's yeah, so well, funny. I know. It was great. And she felt really bad. And she's like, you know, I didn't kind of mean it to be that harsh. Like I was just joking around. And Brian <laughs> Kelly. With the truth. Yeah. And Brian Kelly took it in a joking fashion like and uh people got absurdly mad like if you go look at her 
mentions and the discussion around it was all like how like what an affront to journalism and all this. It's like nobody can just take a goddamn joke anymore. Include the guy who was the butt of the joke was fine with it, and you have to be offended on his behalf. Yeah, and that's the part where it's like, come on, y'all, just lighten up. I don't really have any experience in a sports fan base getting upset with you. <laughs> so, you know, if she needs to reach out for <laughs> advice, therapy. I just find some it. Some can of moons. Yeah, exactly. It just, I, I just think people generally like to be pissed. Yes. And they're looking for ways to be it's pissed. A, it's a fun thing to do. Right? It's it's fun. You can't deny that. It's fun to yell. And especially after your team loses in an embarrassing fashion. Yeah. It's fun to take that out on somebody. Yeah. You know it, how many people got like beat up at a bar in Harvey that night over that game? <laughs> this was like the digital version of that. There was a guy in a full LSU body stocking. He was... Smoking six outside of parasols after the game, after running outside, <laughs> doing like circles of jubilation after the touchdown. What, like the green man from Always Sunny? Yeah, except okay. it was half purple, half gold with an LSU logo on it. Excellent. Yeah. So, uh, so I thought that was funny by her and uh, people who are really big mad about that. Get over yourself. Very like, silly. I just the whole thing is stupid. Now, on the other hand, uh, watching that game, I don't know how much of it you watched. I my theory, if you were to make me the czar of uh, of sports in the city, which the same way that I want to move the NBA schedule back because mm-hmm. no one gives a shit about it until Christmas. I think they should hold the Sugar Bowl the first game of the season. There was way more interest in this game than there was in the Sugar Bowl in a long time. Maybe we could just come up with a name for it. The Sugar Bowl. <laughs> I suppose. Just call. Honestly. Who cares about whatever random teams are playing in the Sugar Bowl at the end of the season? They mostly had a lot of people. They mostly had <laughs> mediocre seasons. It's not playing for the championship. Everyone knows that. This the Sugar game, Bowl's not mediocre seasons. It's okay. I mean, they're not great. They didn't make the playoffs. So they're not great seasons. Uh, they might be for those particular teams of great, like Baylor's here, but even Baylor like didn't bring that many people. The Superdome was packed, and Florida State brought like 30-something thousand people. Florida State sucks. At the end of the season, those people won't care at all to go to a game. But the first game of the season, the hope rings eternal. That's true. And so I I think this is a good idea. I think they should do this game. Now, Atlanta's done these kickoff games for a long time. I think Mm -hmm. Dallas has, too. Um, Have it the first game of the season and have some big teams, and let's just make that the Sugar Bowl. Yeah. It just... it's way more interesting to me to the first game of the season than a completely meaningless Sugar Bowl at the end of the season. Yeah, I, I think you're onto something. Let's local it up, make it the Juan LaFonta Bowl. Yeah, absolutely, Why yes. Why not? Yeah, at the Mike Brander Bowl. I think that <laughs> uh, We need to get a personal injury attorney to sponsor this show. Uh, I just thought and that... And you get the bonus of Southern Decadence being the same weekend as the oh, football game. You don't have to tell me twice. I heard a couple stories of people being down there. About me? <laughs> They're untrue. <laughs> it was like the uh, the leather thong meeting the Columbia PFG fishing shirt. Oh, yeah. Uh, in a never-before-seen experience. <laughs> it was, uh, I was down there Friday for the show, and I saw, you know, the throngs of fsu people yeah and then i saw the decadence crowd you know i'm presuming there's no way of knowing <laughs> you, <could> know. <laughs> you got a guy wearing the fucking borat mankini 
You don't know if he's from Tallahassee. Yeah, he might have been a big FSU fan. And there's probably gay guys who just, you know, walked around wearing, you know, Jameis Winston jerseys. Yeah, there was a fully nude guy wearing a rainbow uh, hat that had a cuckoo clock bird coming out of it. We don't know. With the John Waters mustache. Yeah. Yes. We don't know what he's here for. Uh, it was fun seeing them interact. Uh, there were it. It seemed to be going swimmingly. Yeah, I didn't hear of any problems. No, there was no uh, Tallahassee on Pride uh, <laughs> violence yeah. carjackings. You know, I went by the the Phoenix, which is like a very gay. But mm-hmm. they, like you know, you yeah, have, you have to be gay to go in there. You can't be a white lady. And they were all doing the tomahawk chop. <laughs> I saw the cops like raiding. Apparently, they were shutting it down because there was a band playing outside. Oh God! I didn't know there was a noise ordinance in New Orleans anymore. I can't believe we have cops who are going to spend their time doing that. Well, I was, you know, I I hadn't been to Frenchman in a while, and I parked. I actually parked on Royal and Frenchman, right by the Royal Frenchman, and there were cops standing next to the my my car. And yeah, I was like. You know, it might not be a bad spot. There's five or six cops standing around, you know. They're going to be patrolling the area. I I parked at 7.30. I got back to my car at 12.30. The exact same cops were in the exact same position. <laughs> no clue about anything that was happening anywhere. Anywhere. But yeah. my car for that night was protected. You had the safest car in New Orleans. And I pay, you know. My taxes went to personal security for one night, so I can no longer complain. That's true. You got we get you. <laughs> it's one of those, you know. After so many nights of not having any security, mm-hmm. you finally cashed in. Yeah, on your night of being able to do that. Uh, yeah, man. I think it's a great thing for the city. Both, you know, decadence. I don't really know exactly. Is decadence a parade? They have a parade. Okay, they have a parade. I think on uh, the weekend of it, it's it was the first through the fifth uh, this year, and I think the parade was maybe a closing thing. Okay, I saw some Instagrams that I recorded of the parade, (laughs) Uh, and there's you know I think having that football game is great. LSU playing in it more often would be awesome. I think that certainly brings a more local element. Uh, but I do think they'd draw a good crowd if it was anyone with big fan bases. I know Tennessee would show up in big numbers. I know Texas would come in big numbers. Like, if you were playing a decent team from a big conference here on Labor Day weekend, I think people would show up. And I think Sugar Bowl kind of this year put it on, kind of made a good example, and hopefully that's something that continues going forward. Definitely. Um, so we will be right back with our local breakdown and, of course, our worst of the week. But first, a word from... DraftKings. Football fans, the first Sunday of the NFL season is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving new customers a can't-miss offer to celebrate the return of the NFL season. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. What are you going to do with that $200 free bet? Put my kids through college. Absolutely you will. Yeah. $5 is minimum wage in most places, I think. (laughs) This is about an hour of work, but you can put it in and get $200 in free bets instantly. And as an added bonus for week one, everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings early win promotion. It's simple. 
bet on an NFL team to win. If your team leads by 10 at any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if your team loses. Kaboom. Has there ever been a better offer for Saints fans? No. Has there ever been a Saints game where each team didn't lead by 10 points uh, at some point? Every single game. Literally all. This is really I'm this is this is a good deal. Yes. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code Polk and Kush P O L K A N D K U S H to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet this Sunday. That's Polk and Kush, only at DraftKings, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Kaboom! DraftKings, we love it. I use it. Uh, it's the best app. Yes, it's, not, it's unquestionable. Mm-hmm. I'm not supposed to really say that because overpranola.com. Well, don't say that. But yeah, <laughs> it's the best one, <laughs> no doubt. It's the best one. Um, so that'll take us into a local breakdown. It is filled with juicy jazz, squalling trumpets, and shit, tiny little crawdads. You put Paris in a swamp, and that's Nolans in a nutshell, baby. <laughs> Two ads. Uh, it's Sellouts. We're living the big time now. Sellouts. I have a rule now that I won't do the show for less than $500 an episode. <laughs> Pardon my pumpkin and cush cheesesteak. <laughs> We're going to come out with the exact thing that they they came out with. Oh, yeah. Except we're just going to call it ours, and it's going to be worse. I think we can easily do that. <laughs> Pardon my pulk steak. Pardon Milk my, steak. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> What's going on in the city this week? Uh, All fun stuff, right? On You know, it's Labor Day. Sure. It's a big day for... Uh, my friends that act like they're communists. <laughs> I don't really know what it is. I don't think most of the people I know that are big into Labor Day stuff know that like you have to work to be in a union. Mm-hmm. Like you can't just be in a union and you know basket weave at home. I guess you could. You theoretically could be in the basket weavers union. Some people celebrate Labor Day by. You know, posting the hammer and sickle. Others celebrate it by uh, seven carjackings. Yeah. And I'm going to wildly speculate uh, <laughs> that these were all the same people. <laughs> they thought that they deserved the fruits of someone else's labor. On yeah. <laughs> yes. uh, in the 24-hour span between Monday and Tuesday, also known as a day, uh-huh. there were seven attempted carjackings. And here's the thing about attempted carjacking. There's no such thing as an attempted carjacking. Mm-hmm. They're all carjackings. They're all carjackings. No one's like, phew, I yeah. still got my Toyota Tercel. Yeah, I got my stick shift uh, Camaro because yeah. <laughs> the guys are too dumb to learn how to you know use a clutch. One of these uh, seven carjackings was foiled by them not being able to start the car. Mm-hmm. So if you have one of those cars where you got to jiggle the thing, don't take it to get fixed. <laughs> the screwdriver is your friend. Yes. Uh, I'm surprised the push button starts, but I guess people leave the keys in their car, not on their person when they just run away. That might be true. Yeah. You know, you think what a about, sad thing to think about. You think about what you do, like if you're going to throw the keys and run the other way, you can't do that because then they'll just chase you down and beat For you sure. up. Yeah. If you give them the keys, it might still happen. You know, it's. I think the, the foolproof solution is don't go anywhere ever. 
That's a really good idea. Unless yeah. you're parked directly next to the cops who you know will not move. That's true. That's a good that's a foolproof strategy. <laughs> and maybe you can ask them to ride you home. Yeah. I one time in the French Quarter, I was out at like five in the morning. This is like five years ago. And I asked a cop. I was at Gemini, like five AM. Mm-hmm. There's no one in the street. And I was like, uh there's a cop literally right across the street from Gemini. And I was like, Hey man, I was like, Can you uh can you just like stand with me? While I walk to my car, I was like sober at five o'clock in the morning. I was like, can you just like walk with me? I was like, I'm two blocks away. I just feel like something terrible is going to happen. And he literally looked at me as if I asked him to carry me like the bodyguard to the car. He's like, "Uh, no, that's not what we do here. I was like, I mean, you're not doing anything else right now. I was like, can you not just drive two blocks and watch me get in my car? He's like. No, it's absolutely not what we do. And then I felt like a real wuss. Uh, turns out I didn't get carjacked that night, but I probably could have. You could have easily. Yeah, and he wasn't doing literally anything else. He was there waiting for a drug drop-off. <laughs> I was going to say, I was like, he was waiting for the hooker who's with somebody else who's protecting, you know? Yeah, uh, I mean, what's your your beat is 5 a.m. outside of Gemini. Get out of here. It was a good night uh, that ended in a weird way. Well, yeah, he probably thought you wouldn't have sex with them. That's probably true. <laughs> I heard all the stri- I heard uh, male strippers are all cops. <laughs> was he wearing fishnets with his police uniform? It was Officer Hot Body. He's <laughs> really odd. That's like the least odd thing to happen at the Gemini in in a while. I'm sure it was really. Uh, that's a great bar. That's a just a world class bar. Yeah, they have a good hamburger. Yeah, and they serve twenty four hours a day. I believe so. So you've got people like you know strippers getting off work at you know four o'clock in the morning, and yeah. you've also got total degenerates who've like been out since eight a.m. Followed the strippers over there. <laughs> yeah, well that's worse. <laughs> Don't do that, everybody. <laughs> and then ask the cop for <laughs> a ride for home. home. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, man, it's a. Uh, the cops, I feel like they're not doing a whole lot. And it's certainly the guys who are carjacking everybody don't seem uh, particularly perturbed by those cops. No, they don't. There's not. One of the carjackings was like in it was like uh, in the apparently Costco is the hub of crime of the South. Isn't that ridiculous? I guess the deals there's are so many just too good. Yeah. <laughs> it's like there's so many people. But they're distracted by a dollar fifty hot dog and a thirty two ounce fountain drink <laughs> for a dollar fifty. So it's easy to take advantage of them. Um, I I did also enjoy this story, even though WWL uh, misspelled the word woman. That's uh, two ends at the end of woman. Am I crazy or are there more typos and grammatical errors and really obvious stuff in stories now than ever before? There are. Online? There's no editors anymore. Well, I they want you to be the editor. It's yes. like self-checkout at Walmart because at the end of every article, it's like, email us if this story is totally messed up and wrong <laughs> and unprofessional. It's like, no. Uh, and so anyway woman says she tracked down her own stolen car after the slow NOPD response so she is uh, vigilante justice over here Uh, the trickle down effect of the NOPD slow response times uh, is uh, when it comes to someone's life not being in imminent danger Kendra Mack arrived at the NOPD 7th district to get a copy of a police report on her stolen car uh, someone took her Hyundai accent to the parking lot of an apartment building in New Orleans East. 
Quote, once I noticed my car was completely gone, I called the NFPD and they said someone will give me a call and they would not come out because of the shortage of officers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, no, they stole your car? Okay. <laughs> what, did they kill you? No. You're fine. Yeah, walk it off. Yeah, exactly. You're going to have to. You don't have a car anymore. Yeah. She tracked down the stolen vehicle uh, to the 14,000 block of Coran Boulevard, where every car is stolen. If you, <laughs> Whenever you read the words uh, Coran Boulevard or Little Woods Neighborhood, every the next sentence is about to be where a car was stolen. Down Monroe, Michaud. <laughs> yeah. So they've got uh, the GPS devices now in these cars. Mm-hmm. So they know, like, if you have a car that's 2019 or later, basically, you can track it down very simply because they're they're tracking you, mm-hmm. uh, who you know, Hyundai or Toyota or whatever. And so it should be very easy for the cops to get it back. But instead, they had, uh, after two and a half days, they had not done anything. She was telling them where the car was. They had not done anything. Uh, and so she just went by herself and went and got the car back. <laughs> Hmm. So maybe this is a new strategy. I think that's what you're going to have to do. Everyone just needs to put air tags on everything they own and then just go back and track it down. These guys don't really care. They just do it for one thing and then they, you know, leave it in the street. Yeah, maybe there could be some kind of like rescue program for cars where a couple of armed vigilantes go to Little Woods. They find the stash (laughs) of 20, you know, SUVs and then they just bring them back. I just picture everything in the Little Woods neighborhood being uh, the gone in 60 seconds uh, <laughs> shipping container <laughs> that they had to put all the cars on. Uh, it just, just a litany of stolen cars uh, stacked on top of each other. I don't understand what they're doing with them. I guess they're chopping them up. I, I, I can't totally figure I don't, it out. I don't think they're chopping them up. I what think are they, they doing? They, they're not selling them. They go commit a crime and then blow the car up. Yeah. That's crazy. I guess. I mean, there's just... Well, they're not going to go get the car. We get, with that much, we know. If you need a car, <laughs> you can go to these neighborhoods and just find a deserted one and bring it back. There was some guy... His, <laughs> there's also an island of tires. Yeah. Many of the tires don't work. I, I saw somebody on the New Orleans Reddit post about how they found a Jeep in the woods. Oh, my God. They were, like, filming something and found a Jeep in the woods. And some guy was like, yeah, it's my Jeep. Uh, they was stolen. I'm not going to get it. <laughs> <laughs> it's do whatever you want to. Blow Take it, it. up. Yeah. Then, you know, like, set it on fire and shot it and peed on it and everything you do. <laughs> Just keep it. Uh, yeah, J.D. Carrera put a thing up. that uh, Somebody tried to steal a Mercedes SUV and drive through his neighborhood, but the construction was so bad and they couldn't get through the streets. <laughs> He's like, this is the most New Orleans problem ever. Is like, well, the only thing stopping the criminals from stealing your car is the streets are so shitty they can't drive them out. I mean, you gotta have a bright spot. <laughs> there you go. We put up hurdles. This is from uh, WWL head of state board arrested over apparent drug deal in fast food parking lot. <laughs> Bridget Hall, thirty-seven of Metairie, was booked on possession with intent to distribute fentanyl and meth. She is the executive secretary of Louisiana State Board of Private Security Examiners. I could ask 10,000 people what that means, and <sighs> no one would know. She yeah. doesn't know because no. she's high on meth. Was arrested. <laughs> was arrested. She looks like a Bratz doll. Uh, she was arrested in the parking lot of a fast food restaurant in Livingston Parish. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> 
what fast food restaurant? Oh, I'm what's go the track? Sonic? Yeah, you think Sonic? I think Sonic. Because you get to post up in the stall. Uh-huh. No one's honking at you to move. Yep, I think that's the easiest one. When you're done, you can put your uh, used meth on the red tray. <laughs> that's right. Send it back. You hit the button. <laughs> All done with the fentanyl. <laughs> and so uh, in skate and roller skates comes out to get yeah. it for you. <laughs> I'll have a Powerade slushy, please. <laughs> Um, I think I, I Sonic is it would be the smartest choice. I think Burger King is the trashiest fast food place. That's probably true. Burger King, or if if you live in an area with a Jack in the Box, that's usually the 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 gross. If you live in Gonzales yeah. next to the, <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm not quite sure how she if she was just called in or what. Um, she was taken into custody with another suspect, uh, Mayor McCheese. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> it's the Hamburglar. <laughs> she was booked on several drug and weapons charges, and she lives in Metairie, so maybe we should stop talking shit about her. Uh, yeah. <laughs> as well as aggravated flight and she negligent. Lives next to the Bud Light studio. Oh, no. But yeah. Um, so she, uh, you know. She likes meth. There's probably, Is that a crime? There's probably. <laughs> It's a victimless crime if I've ever heard of one. Do you think there's a Facebook group for Louise people employed by the state of Louisiana <laughs> that commit felonies? <laughs> there's got to be a how-to guide, you know, like a flow <laughs> chart of what you do to get to, you know, maintain your job. It's also risky business selling meth at a fast food place because you're not going to be hungry after you take the meth. That's a, probably a good point. Yeah, the, the meth heads all seem thin. They're thin. You don't want to eat. It's like Adderall. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. What is, is meth any other kind of drug or is meth its own thing? You I know, think crack is technically cocaine or whatever. Uh, meth is the totally separate department. Methamphetamine. Okay. But, you know, they also have legal prescription drugs with that in it. For so sure. I don't know. Don't do meth. Yeah. That's I, an official polka. Go- Use Crescent Canna. Don't do meth. That's our policy. I think so. That's our stance. If you want to relax and have a good time, there are legal ways to do it. Not to get political on everyone here in the Law and Order podcast. But don't do meth. Yeah. Use Crescent Canna. Use <laughs> <laughs> two ads in one show. I'm sure they'll love being compared to meth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh well on that note we will hit it to my favorite segment ladies and gentlemen the worst what you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things i have ever heard everyone in this room is now dumb the worst Worst is the worst thing I saw or read this week. We try and do it on weeks where the news isn't totally brutal. If you want to send some in, polkandkush at gmail.com. Uh, we've gotten a couple of emails just from people chit-chatting and saying they, you know, love the show. Andrew sounds really hot. Yeah. Get that Kush guy off there. Yeah. Why isn't Andrew doing his own podcast? <laughs> do you have an OnlyFans? You know, the things that people email podcast about but you can email us a worst or a best or whatever the hell you want this is from a canadian running magazine one of my favorites (laughs) 
uh, in a wild video posted to social media, a man who does not appear on camera recorded himself as he poured white rum into sports drinks at a water station set up for participants at the Mexico City Marathon last Sunday. On Wednesday, the director of the Mexico Institute of Sport, some guy, announced that police have identified the drink spiker who will likely face prosecution for attempted poisoning. Poisoning? Pouring white rum. And you know how you, when yeah. you're running, they'll give you the cup and you throw it on your face? Sure. Or you drink it? Yeah. Well, apparently you can't just give people alcohol without them knowing it. So this man is being prosecuted as attempted poisoning. People in Canada are taking themselves a little seriously. This is in Mexico. Well, people the, in Mexico are reading a Canadian magazine are taking themselves a little serious. The run was in Mexico City. Canada's reporting on it. What the hell? That shouldn't be a crime. It's just a, 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 a joyous prank. It's like uh, if Tom Green were to be going to a marathon, that seems like a thing he would do, or Butters. I think... I think maybe the alcohol, like you could prank them for sure, you know, yeah. put hot sauce in there. Yeah. Not every runner's 21. It's It could be a lot worse. It could be. It could be a lot worse. What would you put in a runner's cup if you were trying to prank them? Uh, I think the, I think booze is the answer, right? I think that's just funny. If someone like takes a swig, you ever seen somebody like accidentally grab vodka out of the freezer when they thought it was water and they take a swig like oh god like that's happening like you know group trip or something yeah i always see people grab a giant frozen bottle that says tito's (laughs) and think it's water what the fuck are you talking about (laughs) yeah that happens from time to time people accidentally but anyway it's funny and it's not you know the end of the world you don't die well it's not someone's feces or piss you know it's not that bad the water station was located near the halfway point of the course when runners would have consumed more than covered more than 21 kilometers, however fucking long that is. <laughs> and the consumption of undiluted alcohol combined with exertion could be dangerous. Oh, my God. No runners drank the spiked drinks since various volunteers who worked at the water station realized in time what had happened and dumped it out. It wasn't a roofie. It was rum. What if a problem alcoholic, and a lot of runners were. <laughs> That's why they're now addicted to this. Yeah. What if one of them is running and drinks a you know smooth Captain Morgan? And they just banana peel right yeah, into a bar. they just turn left and go into... <laughs> In the Moe's. Yeah. yeah. They go into Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville. <laughs> I, I, uh, prosecuting that seems outrageous now if you were roofing people on the course problem if, you, if there's feces problem uh come on well, you're gonna really this guy put some rum in some cups i believe he, he was, was just trying to pick well. up the part of uh, uh, yeah i think he, <laughs> nobody's like giving away their booze to random strangers except for drunk people yeah i think my reaction would have been oh yeah, mm. yeah. I would have drank it and gone like, "Oh man, got me!" And then what a prankster! You know, thrown up out of my ass directly <laughs> on the finish line. <laughs> Twenty-one kilometers sounds like a lot. I, I don't know anything about running kilometers. 
but it's, it's more of a mile. I'm man. more of a miles guy. Twenty six miles is the marathon, correct? Twenty six point two. No clue. The point two is very necessary. Um, I just see the bumper stickers on back of Subarus uh, next to Bernie Sanders <laughs> stickers. I really like the zero point zero bumper sticker. Oh, is that sarcastic? Yeah, I didn't know if that was like a thing I didn't get. Yeah, no, it's just you know to say I don't run. Ah, uh, which you know. Yeah, we we can tell who runs. <laughs> Uh, thank you everyone for listening to this week's episode we love each and every one of you so very much of course please support our sponsors in the show that is DraftKings promo code Polk and Kush and Crescent Canna promo code Kush Uh, we'll see you all back next week we love you all so very much see ya